0: Hi, everyone. My name is Sophia Huerta and I play professional soccer for the OL Reign And you are listening to Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello there and welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is your host, as always, Charles Hammaker. We are at episode 103 here um, with an incredible past week of Seattle Sports, man. Um, What a past week. I mean, just, you know, September 26 alone was historic, uh, let alone the rest of what's going on. Obviously, there were some uh, difficult results um, down the board, but that's kind of inevitable when you've got as many pro sports teams that we've got as well as the collegiately, the collegiate level. So uh, taking that all into consideration, let's just get right down to the nitty-gritty of it. Um, Heading into the Seahawks here. Uh, when I mention uh, sort of bad things and difficult results, uh, the Seahawks take front and center. Um, they lost to the Vikings over the past weekend, week three uh, in Minnesota, uh, 30 to 17. Just an ugly game. Uh, really disappointing the way that it all went down. Um, not something that was exactly inspiring either. Not too much to positively take away from this matchup. Um, it was just a game that there was another game similar to last week against the Titans where excuse me, the offense got out to a hot start and then sort of fizzled out and wasn't able to produce, you know, in a similar fashion for the rest of the ball game. Um so yeah, it it's it's frustrating uh just seeing that uh seeing these things continue to happen to this team. And you'd hope that, um, you'd hope that this team would understand that they need to keep the foot on the gas pedal and to not like there was a fourth and three in this game uh, on the Vikings half of the field. And the ball was punted. It's three yards and you've got Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Gerald Everett. And, and we'll we we'll just sleep. And you decide to punt the ball. Can't get three yards. You know you blow a lead. Um, yeah, just just frustrating. Um, let's get to stat leaders though. Uh, Passing wise, Russell Wilson led the team. Obviously, uh, twenty three completions on thirty two attempts, two hundred ninety eight yards, and one touchdown. On the ground, Chris Carson, twelve carries, eighty yards, and a TD. Receiving wise, DK Metcalf had six receptions for 170 yards and one TD tackles. Strong safety Jamal Adams led this week with 12 tackles total, 10 solo and one tackle for loss. And the defense was not able to force any turnovers. So nobody highlighted there in the turnover section of the stat leaders here. Post game thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's just more of this team not being able to close the door and um, just not being able to finish. It's, It's so funny that. You know, for years, P. Carroll's been like, oh, it's, it's about how you finish. Can you win the game in the fourth quarter? And they're not winning the game in the fourth quarter. It's It's incredibly frustrating, and usually it's not on the players. The coaching staff needs to prepare this team better. The defense needs to be able to force turnovers, get off the field, get in different looks. I just read a tweet the other day that said that the Seahawks are at the top of the NFL in terms of teams that don't change their coverage from their base alignment, you know at the snap that's i mean i think i think it hits a point where ken norton's just not getting it done um and the offense needs to be able to close the door and finish out games it doesn't there's n- not exactly a side of the ball on offense or defense here that can you know get away without criticism okay um because essentially they're, they're a domino effect. The offense can't produce and can't close out. Um, Offense can't produce, can't close out. And the defense has to go out there again and again and again, and they get tired and they, you know, eventually cracks will form in that defense. So, you know, it just, it's an incredibly frustrating. And even, uh, I believe it was Trey Flowers or DJ Reed. I think it was Trey Flowers said that, uh, no, I think it was DJ Reed, pardon me, uh, that said that the Vikings offense uh, schemed our ass up. So I mean, if you're getting out schemed by other coaches, I mean that that you know, it's it's ridiculous. The team needs to look itself in the mirror and figure things out quickly, especially in this NFC West division. Um, the Rams and the Cardinals are both three and zero. The Niners are two and one. You're 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 in the basement of the division right now. I know that it's week three, and I told everybody to calm down after the last week, but just the the manner of the loss this week is is what's frustrating. Obviously, again. There are still 14 games to be played, but it's 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 just mind-boggling that you still are getting out schemed. You still are not able to close out these games. It's 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 uh, the problems are evident. It's not like we don't know what's going on. It's not like we're just scratching our head wondering what the solution to these problems are. Um, so. Uh, this is the first time that the team has lost to the Vikings in 12 years. And uh, following a loss since 2012, since Russell Wilson joined the team, the team was 34 and nine following a loss and now bumped to 34 and 10. Um, yeah, just, uh, it's it's just frustrating. It's just beyond frustrating. And you hope that uh, I believe that I did read that the team did have uh, the defense at least had a closed meeting. Um, close, yeah, a, a private meeting to address things, and uh, just you got to be able to hold yourself accountable because this is ridiculous. Um, so <laughs> getting into offensive and defensive MVPs uh, on my side of, on the offensive side of the ball, um, I am going to say DK. DK had a good game, uh, six receptions, one hundred seventy yards, a TD. Bennett also had DK Metcalf. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Jamal. Uh, 12 total tackles, 10 solos, good. Uh, Tackle for loss is also helpful. Uh, Bennett had Bobby Wagner on the defensive side of the ball. It's hard to go wrong with Bobby Wagner or anything. Um, Injury-related news, game day inactives for the game against the Vikings. Uh, Wide receiver D. Eskridge is still dealing with a concussion. Quarterback Jake Luton was inactive. Linebacker Benson Mioa was inactive. Running back. Running back Rashad Penny was inactive for this game. Uh, Marquise Blair was inactive for this game. Uh, he was hurt in pregame warm-ups. Uh, General Manager John Schneider said that it does not appear to be anything extremely serious. So that is somewhat good news. And I say only somewhat because of the fact that, you know, the fact that he even had to miss something was a little bit worrisome to me. Um, tackle Brandon Schell was not able to go this week, and he was listed as a game day inactive. And the offensive end L.J. Collier was also a healthy scratch. Uh, injuries sustained against the Vikings: defensive end Kerry Hyder Jr. sustained a concussion. Uh, line- linebacker Jordan Brooks briefly left the game with really bad cramps, but did not re- but did return to the game. Uh, wide receiver Tyler Lockett sustained a twisted knee, but escaped the game without serious injury being suffered. And then tackle Jamarco Jones, who was starting in place of Brandon Shell, suffered a upset stomach during the game. So, you know, on top of the frustrating loss, you know, you get a lot of guys who get a little banged up, guys that, you know, uh, I think Kerry Hyder might be the guy who's going to see, you know, miss the most action of those guys. But it was just a big mess to get those injuries as well as just the situation of the game itself. Um, Team-related notes, the team could look, but the team was looking into bringing back wide receiver Josh Gordon for a third stint with the team. The news came out on the 24th that the NFL is expected to make Gordon eligible to play as early as week four. General manager John Schneider said that when things are taken care of officially, we'd like to get rolling with him. The organization reportedly has always had a great relationship with Gordon, has been rooting for him big time. But on the 27th, it was announced that Gordon would be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, best of luck to Josh there. Uh, hoping that the NFL doesn't screw with him anymore and that he's able to just, you know, play out the full season. Uh, So best of luck again to Josh. In league-related news, uh, the NFL is adding a Monday night playoff game to the playoff set. The NFL's Super Wild Card Weekend will feature two Saturday games, three games on Sunday, and a Monday night game due to expanded playoffs. The league is handing out $94,000 in fines for week two, the league fined a total of nine players for more than ninety-four thousand dollars for both unsportsmanlike conduct and taunting fouls in week two. So that uh, those, yeah, those unsportsmanlike contact, unsportsmanlike conduct, and taunting fouls already uh, being turned into fine checks. Uh, the team's current record sits at one and two. They are fourth in the NFC West currently, and heading into week four at October third. They will travel down to Santa Clara to play the 49ers on 1.05 p.m. Pacific time kickoff. Heading into the Seattle Mariners here uh, on September 21st, they would start the first of a four-game road trip against the Athletics. They would win that game 5-2. Player of the game would be shortstop J.P. Crawford with three hits, one run, and two RBIs. September 22nd, at the Athletics, they would win that game 4-1. Player of the game would be first baseman Ty France with two hits, two runs, and an RBI. September 23rd at the Athletics, they would win that game six to five. Player of the game would be pinch hitter Luis Serenz with a one hit, one run, two RBI, two run homer. September 24th at the Angels, they would win that game six to five in the first of a three game series. Uh, player of the game would be first baseman Ty France with two hits, one run, and three RBIs. September 25th at the Angels, they would lose that game fourteen to one in embarrassing fashion. Uh, player of the game would be shortstop J.P. Crawford with one hit and one RBI. September 26th at the Angels, they would win that game and win the series uh, 5-1. player of the game would be left fielder Jake Fraley with one hit and three RBIs. Uh, And then on the 27th in the first of a three-game stretch against Oakland back at home in the last home stand of the year, the team would beat the Oakland Athletics by a big, big score. Of 13 to 4. Player of the game would be Mitch Haniger, with two three-run homers in that game. Uh Mitch coming up big there. Um, uh, really being able to blow the game open for the Mariners there. Um, so oops. Ooh, that is outdated. Can't believe I didn't fix that. I apologize. Um, team sits at 87. And I believe it's 87 and 70, but let me confirm that. Yes, 87 and 70. They're one and a half games out of the second wildcard spot. Um, they're second in the AL West, but more importantly, uh, there's the second team out of the second wildcard spot. The only team ahead of them right now is Toronto who are one game back. Um, and the Mariners um, with a win would have the tiebreaker over Toronto. Um, no injury news, no team related news, uh, no roster moves, which is kind of interesting, uh, and in team related. No, in MLB related news, the Tampa Bay Rays president said that the team will add an outfield sign at Tropicana field with a very simple Tampa Bay, Montreal graphic. This of course, in case you didn't know is in relation to the fact that the ownership for the Rays is looking into, um, making, montreal a partial home for the rays that's it's it's a very bizarre situation uh not one that i'm exactly happy with it's just kind of weird and i've never seen um i've never seen it where uh a team would do something like that have like two home situations um it's just it's just, it's just really bizarre to me and you know if from what i understand uh the Rays tropicana field isn't in actual tampa bay so that's what proves to be an issue um not playing in actual tampa bay because the rays have been a good team for years they've had a successful ball club uh you know making it you know far in the playoffs uh previously um so, uh, yeah, the whole Tampa Bay-Montreal split so weird to split home games between two cities uh, on a regular basis. So, anyway, uh, getting back to our manners, the upcoming schedule, they will play the Oakland Athletics to finish out the series on the 28th and the 29th. Then October 1st through 3rd, they will finish out the regular season against the Anaheim Angels here at home in a three-game series. So, uh I want to implore you if you can make it out to the, any of the games this upcoming week this past this you know final homestand I would implore you to do so simply because well one the tickets are cheap there are tickets available for $10 and $9 throughout this series uh due to promotion and you know this is a Mariners team that there is the possibility that they could sneak into the playoffs but also the fact that you're witnessing something special this will carry into next year. This is, you know, just the start of something incredible. So if you've got the time uh, it's, it's not like these tickets are going to be extensive. Please make it out to the ballpark. Um, this is time to remind you about Homs Seattle. Homs has your back in the loving big brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time. That is H O M S S E A T T L E.com. Hom Seattle, check out racing the gang. Heading into our Seattle Sounders news, uh, September twenty second at Lyon in the League's Cup final, then in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the Sounders would lose that game three to two and miss out on a hardware. Here, the game would be Christian Roldan with one goal scored on one shot, one shot on target. Uh, so the Sounders lose the League's Cup final after scoring the first goal. They would score that first goal in the forty eighth minute. Um, Roldan and Benze would score. Leon would score twice in the fourth minute. I mean, in four minutes, they would score twice in four minutes in the 81st and 85th minute to win the hardware and to win the league's cup. Uh, so frustrating, you know, not being able to win a final. I know that there are some fans who, you know, it's not MLS related, so they don't care. But you, you want to win the any anytime there's hardware on the line, it's always a good thing. So. It it's uh, it is frustrating to see a loss there, you know, um, but at the end of the day, you have to. It it's uh, I'd hope it's something that the team is going to look at and say, "Hey, next time this is an opportunity, we should take better advantage of it." Um, so, uh, in MLS play on September 26th, the team would travel to Sporting Kansas City and win that game two to one. Um play the game would be Christian rolled on again. Uh one goal, one scored, one goal scored on one shot, one shot on target on fifty-five point six percent pass percentage. Uh this is the Sounders' first win in KC since 2013. That is saying something. Um and it's interesting considering that last week when they played Real Salt Lake, they had not beaten real salt. Well, they still haven't beaten real salt lake in you know on the road since 2011 which (laughs) great to break those streaks um but so tim loses the Leeds cup final uh but beats kc and jumps to the top of the western conference again so Mm -hmm. i guess i guess there's silver linings to these things um in injury related news uh nico ladero had successful knee surgery Uh, he had a right knee arthroscopy that took place after ladero re-aggravated an injury that he suffered in training this past week Head coach Brian Schmetzer said that he will return again this season. He is just not sure when exactly that may be. It's kind of been talked about that he he could return around the playoffs, but it's still something that, you know, have to poke around to see when that may potentially happen. Uh, And then Miko Benazze missed the KC match with a hip flexor strain. So uh, hoping that he's good to go for the next match here. In team-related notes and sort of league-related notes, Uh, The MLS and Liga MX plan a World Cup-style tournament. The tournament will begin in 2023. 47 clubs will compete, which includes the 29 MLS clubs. Uh, Both leagues will pause their seasons. And the tournament winner will get automatic passage to the CCL, the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, round of 16. So if you win that tournament, you get an automatic bid into the round of 16. And the second and third place winners will get bids into the CCL and as uh, as well just not you know around 16 the sounders sit at 14 wins, 6 draws and 5 losses they are number 1 in the western conference and second in the mls in points with 48 looking ahead for the sounders on september 29th they will travel to san jose to play the earthquakes at 7:30 p.m. pacific time and october 3rd they will play the colorado rapids back at home in lumen field at 7 p.m. pacific time the seattle storm had their playoff game on September 26th against the Phoenix Mercury back at home. Uh, they would lose that game, 85-80. to 80. Their season would end uh, coming up just short against the Mercury uh, after being obviously a little bit banged up, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, play of the game would be a center Mercedes Russell with 10 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 blocks. Um, so overall, good game by Mercedes there. Uh, but the storm season ends in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, difficult to see just because you know uh, it would have been nice to repeat and um, really just defend that title uh, especially considering that you know the first rounds of the playoffs are a single elimination uh, round um, and that's something that hopefully gets addressed later but swim season ends Uh, we will have a season recap for you next week on the show. Um, for the storm there. Uh, injury news, Brianna Stewart was not able to be medically cleared for this game, so, you know, not having Stewie for that game was obviously the difference. I would, I could say with confidence, if they had a healthy Stewie for this game against the Phoenix Mercury, it would be a different, uh, different scenario. Um, in team-related notes, Sue Bird will weigh her options following the playoff loss to Phoenix. Bird is unsure if she will retire or not. Uh, she still has to think on it. Uh, I know that uh soon that they um, exit interviews will be done. So next week, we also have not only the season recap for the storm, but also exit interview uh, tidbits to go over. In league notes for the WNBA, several players and coaches around the league are against the single elimination playoff format and are looking for that to change. So uh, normally the WNBA does a good job of listening to its players and coaches. So hopefully that is something that we see them get rid of that single elimination Um, playoff format. The team ends with a record of 21-12, and ending up third in the West and fourth in the league. Their season is over, and as I mentioned, we'll have a recap for them next week. Next, we head into the ad spot for Maestro Athletics. Uh, Maestro is M-A-E-S-T-R-O-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S. Maestro Athletics, uh, go and check them out. I know they just got done with their pre-roll for the Hawks. Shorts. Otherwise, I know they still got some stuff going on. So go and check out that website. Um, this is the first time in the show's history that I have a Seattle Kraken uh, game recap for you. So the Kraken officially shift into preseason here on September 26th. They played the Vancouver Canucks in Spokane. They win that game by a score of five goals to three play of the game would be morgan geeky with two goals both of them unassisted the second goal coming on a power play now if you are similar to me and oops i got my foot stuck if you are not sure you know you're not an expert on hockey a power play is essentially when the other team uh is playing without a man it's a five to four advantage um so it's essentially like playing an advantage uh Sheehan, McCann, Donato, and Geeky all scored for the Kraken in their opening game. Uh, Riley Sheehan scored the first goal in Kraken franchise history. So, uh, in league-related news for the NHL, uh, 30 NHL rinks will be at capacity this upcoming season. Montreal and Vancouver will be the two rinks without full crowds over in Canada. Looking ahead for the Kraken, they'll have a busy next week. Uh, September 28th, they will travel and play the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, September 29th, they will play the Calgary Flames on the road. And then on October 1st, they will come back. um, I say home, but the next two games are going to be played um, in Everett and Kent. Uh, So October 1st, they will play the Edmonton Oilers at a quote unquote home setting. And then October 2nd, they will play the Calgary Flames in a quote unquote home setting. So very exciting there. Uh, For the Kraken, the OL rain in their past week, they played on September 26th versus the Orlando pride. They would win that match by a score of three goals to nothing. Player of the game would be Eugenie Lesomere with two goals on six shots and two shots on target. Um, When I laid out the keys to the game for that game, I said that the rain needed to firstly, you know get off to a hot start that has been their key to winning games for most all of the season with a few tiny exceptions um they need they needed to you know solidify home field advantage they are playing for you know a first round bye at this point as we head into we creep into the later ending part of the regular season um and you're you know having home field advantage one and getting a bye week is those both of those things are huge um and lastly, it was to minimize Sydney LaRue's impact. Sidney LaRue, before this game, was tied with Bethany Balser for the league lead and goal scored. Um, after this lead, Bethany has the league lead um, alone. She is not tied with anybody anymore. Um, and the team was able to shut down Sydney LaRue. She only had four shots, and none of them were on target. So uh, it was cool to see them uh, execute all those. In injury-related news, the injury report for the match against Orlando, uh, Rosie White was out with an illness. Megan Rapinoe was out with a right thigh injury. Kelsey Hedge had an excused absence. And Amber Brooks and Michaela George were both out with COVID protocols. Uh, nobody was listed as questionable. So now, after this match, the rain sit at a lovely... Um, oh, wait, hold on. They now sit at 11 wins, two draws, and seven losses. They are second still in the NWSL. But with North Carolina, uh, no, with the Thorns losing this past week, um, the Thorns sit at 38 points and the Reigns sit at 35 points. So if the Thorns uh, lose the next match and the Rain win their next match, you're looking at a tie here. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, let me let me get through it. Um, looking ahead, the rain play at the Portland Thorns in their next match on the road in Portland. So that is a big match. So if the rain win that game, you're in first place because obviously they would be tied in points, but the rain would have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So we will have to see about that. Uh, no Sonics news. No Dragons news. UW athletics. Um, Over the past week, uh, UW football uh, played Cal at home. Uh, They would win that game by a score of 31 to 24. This game did go into overtime um, and the Huskies were able to score the touchdown that they needed and then play defense uh, and force a fumble to win that game. Um, So we go to stat leaders, if it will let me. Um, Dylan Morris led obviously with passing 19 completions for 32 yards. I mean, 19 completions on 32 attempts for 234 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, rushing, Sean McGrew led with 16 attempts for 54 yards uh, and two touchdowns. Receiving wise, uh, Devin Culp, tight end, now stepping in for Kate Otten, who was down with injury, uh, had five receptions for 81 yards. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Kyler Gordon led in tackles with nine solo, one assist, and 10 total tackles. Um, and two interceptions oh my goodness yeah uh two interceptions oh and i also want to shout out mish powell mish was starting in place of um trent mcduffie Uh, mish had three solo tackles three assists and a total of six total and he had a forced fumble so big on mish there Uh, oh and turnover battle uh mish forced to fumble and cam williams forced to fumble um with ryan bowman recovering one big on mish proud of you mish uh so the team sits now at a two and two record um funny looking at this i don't know funny looking at this guy right now uh and next week they will travel down to oregon state to play the beavers um at 6 p.m pacific time on the pac-12 network but that is an interesting game simply because if we look at oregon state here uh they've been putting up big offensive numbers. Uh, we go and look here. Um oh, shoot, their website is very orange and it makes sense. Uh we look at Oregon State here. Um ugh, I don't like this. They're three and one. Uh, in their first game they, well the, their losses to Purdue. they lost that game 21 to 30. they beat Hawaii 45 to 27, they beat Idaho 42 to nothing. and then last week they beat USC on the road 45 to 27. So this is an offense that you know these past three games they put up 42 points minimum. Um, so they, they are not this Oregon state of old that looks like a pushover. Um, heading into men's soccer. Over the past week, they took on Portland on the 24th. Um, Yes, they took on Portland on the 24th on the road. They would win the game two to nothing. Uh, For player of the game for that match, I'm gonna have to split it. Gotta love it when it says goal by you, Dub team is in the scoring summary. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, it must have been an own goal then. Or they don't have the player. That's bizarre. So the only player listed with a goal was Kalani Kosarenzi. He had a goal um, and played in 74 minutes. He had four shots and two shots on goal. So congratulations. The men's team now sits at 7-0 and on the season. Uh, they rank second in the nation currently. Uh, and then their next few games are September 30th versus San Diego State at home. And then versus UCLA on October 23rd at home. Those are two big games there. Um, the women's soccer team over the past week um played Arizona State here at home. They would tie that game two to two, they would get down two goals early in the first half, and then they would go and score two miraculous goals in the second half. I say miraculous just because uh they were both long goals and they were brilliant. Uh so they would come out of that game with a draw. Arizona State was ranked 15th heading into this game, so impressive to do that and come back against a strong team. The UW women's soccer team now sits today two wins, four loss, two draw record. Uh, their next upcoming schedule, at they will play at Colorado on September 30th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And then October 3rd on Sunday, they will play at Utah on 11 p.m. Pacific time. And rounding out with the volleyball team, they are now at a 7-3 record. Uh, after a cancellation against Portland last week, they played... September 22nd versus Utah at home, they would lose that game two to three. And then September 26th at Washington State, they would lose that game two to three. Uh, so tough past two games for the volleyball team. Uh, they are still seven and three. Um, they will look to improve and rebound on that uh, as they play October 1st versus UCLA at home and October 3rd versus USC at home. So PAC 12 play important there. Uh, but overall, um, if we look at September 26th, the big day in Seattle sports history with Storm, Mariners, Seahawks, Sounders, Rain, Utah volleyball, and Kraken playing. The U Seattle teams went four and three. So it's a winning record. I'll take it. But would have liked to see the Storm pull out a victory. Um like to see the Seahawks take care of business, but it is what it is. Um but yes. Um with this post, I always try to link the now Converge media show that we do, uh, CSS on Converge. It's a YouTube video that we've got graphics and everything. And so I, if you were, uh, if I were you, please go check that out. Uh, I will see you next week on October 5th uh, for the 104th episode. Otherwise, I want to thank you and I will see you back later. You have a good rest of your day and take care. Baba Bowie.